Welcome back to another episode of Why So Sidious, a nerd podcast where we cover all things fandom. With me once again are my co-hosts Dave and Jeremy. Today we will be covering that little event that took place in Southern California over the weekend, Comic-Con. Breaking down all the big news from San Diego with some predictions, theories, and a good old-fashioned fan cast. But first, let's get into this edition of Week in Geek. Dave, did you have something for us? Kind of, yeah. Um, I just had a small thing, so it kind of relates to something we had talked about in our previous fan casting for X-Men. Um, so a popular popular fan cast that all three of us had for our X-Men fan casting was Giancarlo Esposito. Now, a couple of us had him as Professor X, and one of us had him as Magneto. And the rumors have came in that he has reportedly been talking with Marvel about a position as Charles Xavier, Professor X, for an upcoming X-Men it's not confirmed. It's just a rumor, Let's but go. I think that would get uh, yeah. a decent amount of people excited if that were to be the case. Yes, us here at Wise So Sidious are very good at seeing the future. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, it's a slightly older Charles, but I'll take it for sure any day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like probably mid-50s, something. Yeah, I mean, not super old. He would be a great Charles, dude. He's calm and composed and comes across as very intelligent. I think he'd be super good. Yeah, I would be stoked. It's a good addition to the MCU regardless, whatever he's doing. But the the, uh, the confirmed thing is he is in talks with the MCU. The Professor X thing is a rumor, but he is officially in talks with the MCU. So got a good feeling we'll be seeing him at some point. Well, I do have one other rumor coming out of Mandalorian Season 3. A leak, a leak in the Bestman Bulletin claims Pedro Pascal hasn't been on set for The Mandalorian Season 3 at all due to his commitment to the HBO series Last of Us. However, filming for that series wrapped last month, meaning there was a window of time where he could have stepped into the Mandalorian armor and given his stunt doubles a break. I could be reading too much into this just because he was pretty busy with Last of Us for the last year straight. But there were rumors coming out after season one about creative differences between him and John Favreau, where, you know, he doesn't want to act behind a helmet the whole time. But at the same time, you signed up to play a character that where it's against his religion to take his helmet off. Yeah. Like so there's kind of a, you know, crossroads there. That reminds me of someone. But season like in the two NFL, ended December. Holding out on OTAs or minicamp because they want a new contract or something. Seriously. <laughs> right. But uh, season two ended December 2020. And I still feel like, you know, it's been over two years now since Mandalorian's been on TV. And I think they, they threw the book of Boba Fett together real fast mm-hmm. because of the things that were going on between Pedro Pascal and Last of Us. Because that oh, show okay. was pretty mid. And it seemed like they it was half Mando, half Boba Fett. Yeah, all the Boba Fett parts of that show are disappointing. Um, but the Mando parts were obviously what saved it. But that is not great to hear, obviously. Um, you don't want to hear about any type of internal strife or drama going on on set with something like that. The only thing that kind of gives me a little bit of like, well, could be worse, is that, like you said, he is behind a helmet. So they can do a lot of work without him. Unfortunately, they're still going to need him to come in and do voiceovers at some point. So. 
that's salvageable. But again, it's not a great thing you want to hear at the start of all this. And it definitely makes you a little annoyed with Pedro. Like, bro, like you said, you knew what you were signing on for. Like, what what are you doing? What are you doing here? Dude, this is the one show that everybody likes. Like, please don't screw it up. Don't ruin this for us. You brought (laughs) us all back together as a fandom with the first season of The Mandalorian. Do not do this to us, Pedro. Yes. Well, that about wraps it up for Week in Geek. Let's get into our main topic. We're just going to start it off with a tiny bit of Star Wars news. They did drop some new High Republic comics and novels. And we will be covering some of those High Republic novels or ones that have previously been released in the future. I know that they do save their news for D23, which is coming on September 9th. Oh, wow. Okay. That's sooner than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about the High Republic oh, okay. in, in general. The High Republic's weird. It's like you want them to get away from the Skywalker saga, right? But at the same time, this is such new territory. You're like... Oh, man, what can they do to make it really feel like Star Wars still? You know what I mean? Like the High Republic is not going to have a Vader or an Emperor or a Skywalker, obviously. So hopefully something really pulls us into that High Republic world. Yeah, I just think it's exciting that it's a new take. Like you said, we've done Skywalker Saga for so long. Um, And it's a new take on Star Wars. They're really organizing it well and coordinating with all the different creators. Um and it, I, they still have the Jedi and Sith aspect of it, but we're going to see a different type of Jedi before they got tarnished by the war, before their ideals went out the window with the war and everything that happened with the Clone Wars. We'll get to see them at the peak of the Jedi Order. So that'll be interesting to see. And we'll get to see the Sith, an, a different Sith story, you know, coming from the dark out of the depths, whatever the case is. I'm not really, you know, sure on all the plot details. It definitely could go bad or good, but I'm excited to at least see a new type of Star Wars taken on and see a different type of era. And we're still going to have Yoda. Get a a prime Yoda, hopefully. It'll be around his time when he's a few hundred years old. So, yeah, I think there could be some cool stuff coming out of this. Yeah, it's just new territory, so we don't know what to expect. But obviously, there's plenty of opportunity for it to be very good. Right. Well, I think that's about it for Star Wars. Moving on to Rings of Power. We got a brand new Comic-Con trailer. Sauron was featured. They did show a little little glimpse of his what was his hand with the Yeah, I'm guessing that was the the nod to Sauron there. Um but I don't know, he wears, you know, gauntlets and the the fellowship flashbacks and stuff, so I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I guess they played multiple clips of the show to the audience. There was like a Galadriel and Elrond okay. walking through talking about I forgot what there, there, there was a scene with those two. There was a couple more scenes. Okay. But what then just re- a couple quotes from the panel. They had they had the ex- executive producers out there with some of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, executive producer Payne, his la- last name, calls the series a human story about how far someone would go into the darkness to protect the things they love. Huh. Okay. And um, actually, uh, Stephen Colbert was uh, running the panel. Interesting. Is he tied in with Lord of the Rings a lot? I guess he's a big fan. But um, he asked the other producer, Balrog, if the season unintentionally helped set up stuff in the Third Age. And McKay says, the Second Age is so dense, they don't need it to dip into the Third Age. Weber says they built practical sets as much as they could, 
and that includes several blocks and an entire wharf. Woo. Can you guys explain to me the three ages? Yeah. So Lord of the Rings, the main trilogy takes place in the third age. So there's three ages so far. Um, the first age has a ton of history to it. Thousands and thousands of years. There's not a direct, there's not an exact amount of time that the first age is. Basically, it's every single thing that ever have happened before the creation of the Rings of Power, which kickstarted the second age. So the first age has, uh, I always forget the title of it. So J.R.R. Token wrote something called the, I want to say like the Cimer, ah, Lord of the Rings fans out there, you know, know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like the Similarian or something like that. Um, but basically that kind of covers a lot of the stuff that happened in the first day. The Silmarillion, there you go. Silmarillion, uh, covers a lot of the stuff that happened in the first age and uh, second age rings of power. It's the men dwarfs, um, elves get all their rings. Sauron's rise to power, uh, happens throughout the second age. And then the second age ends when Sauron's hand is cut off and the ring of power is, uh, He's defeated, essentially, his physical form. And so the whole third age is everything that happens after that point. So the f- second age is two, 3,000 years, I believe. Um, so I believe I could be wrong on some of those things, but that's my understanding of it as of now. Okay. Moving on to House of the Dragon. Now, they also had a panel with the cast, and George R. R. Martin himself was there. Okay. Now, this panel was ran by a good friend of David, Dave and I. Oh, no. None other than Jason Concepcion. Oh, Jason! Oh, I thought you were going to say, I don't know why I was thinking Kathleen Kennedy. We're talking about <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, Jason, good guy. Good guy. Oh, Check out the show Binge Mode. Great yeah. podcast. There was an extended trailer. It was majority it was basically the same trailer as before just kind of the scenes were mixed around they did show them forging the infamous dagger that's in this show the same one that little finger you or you know joffrey used to try and kill bran and Arya used to kill the night king it's in this show too i forgot the name of that dagger really cool though that's cool i don't like cat's paw or yeah something like that it's got the name it's got the Valerian steel dagger. I thought it was called cat something or something like that, even though that sounds kind of pathetic. Um, cat's ball. No, I don't know. Continue. I, I don't think that's exactly right, but I also heard something that about this, this show goes in a linear order. There's no flashbacks. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. It's confusing enough. That's good. Uh, production is already preparing for season two. Okay. When Matt Smith came on stage, they started chanting Morbin Time, and he had no idea no. what Morbin Time was. No! I was jokingly thinking that in my head. Morbin Time. They actually <laughs> chanted that when he came out on stage. A poor guy. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's, he's the secondary character in the movie Morbius. Which, he didn't know what know. it was, though. God, good for him. I, did, I wouldn't want to be living in that world any more than I had to either. Uh, so there's a Morbin, it's Morbin time trend going on on Instagram, social media, where basically everybody's mocking Morbius and it got such a following and such a trend following that they re-released Morbius into theaters and it got like 248 total tickets sold 
like across the nation for the re-release and i don't know what sony thought they're like oh we're trending we got to give the people what they want it's like oh you're trending because the movie was ass and everybody is mocking like it's like joe biden saying like yeah let's go brandon like no you're being made fun of don't lean into this like uh that's poor guy uh so remind me when the time takes place like this is way too far in the past to include the stark rebellion right uh, oh, as yeah. in Ned's this dad. This is about yeah when the Baratheons and Starks take over. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's thousands of years before that, right? Or at least hundreds of years before that. Uh, Caleb, I think it's at least over five hundred years, maybe not a thousand. I don't know. What it's is like, it, Caleb? No, no, no. It's like one hundred and fifty. It's one hundred fifty oh, years before the okay. Game of Thrones. So okay. do you think season two? So this. Could eventually lead into the Stark and Baratheon Rebellion? No, no, no. No, that's a whole different show by itself. This is all about the Targaryens. Okay, but whoever ends up on the throne, who was the... It was the Mad King that the Baratheons and the Starks overthrew, right? Yeah. So do you think we'll see the Mad King or anything? Maybe even as a child? Maybe in season two as like a baby, like a throwaway nod kind of thing or something. Um, Okay, so it's not anywhere close. Okay. Yeah. They'd have to cover a lot of ground. No, I don't think this show is going to... Because that's still like a while, a while away. This show is going to show the beginning of the downfall of the Targaryens. So at the beginning of the show, they're going to be at their height, the highest of their powers. And then <sighs> by the time the show ends, it's going to be where you start to see where things are going down. That's so dope. Okay. I, can't, I can't wait to see that. Like, yeah. oh my that's, gosh. That's where like the most dragons on the world have... We're probably in that time period, huh? I think. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know the specifics of that, but yeah, there's definitely as a far ton as of dragons. As far as Tyrion reading his books about these dragons and Targaryens, it's almost like yeah. this is the height of the Targaryens. Maybe the height of all the dragon action, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's at least. I mean, yeah, we're gonna be getting a lot of that. Um, it is a bummer that there's no flashbacks because I was gonna say I was kind of hoping to get a small glimpse into Valyria. Like before the doom, I don't know. That'd be a whole nother thing in itself. But I've always been really interested in that whole thing about Valyria and the doom. So I would be okay. too. I just, I just hate when the stories do like flashback and then present day and then flashback and then present day. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to bounce back. Yeah, yeah, like a story, a prequel story is all good, but it's like when they're jumping back and forth, you're just like, dude, just tell a linear story. <laughs> yeah. No, I was hoping for more of like a 20 second, like something happens and they mention, and then there's a quick like flashback of the dragons and the Valyria and some, I don't know, but it's okay. Obviously one day. Well, I can't wait for that show to come out in about a month. Yeah, so, baby. We're right there. Yeah. Moving on to DC. We got a Shazam two fury of the gods trailer. Now, this trailer featured Shazam referencing three members of the Justice League. Oh, really? Wonder Wonder Woman will reportedly appear in a dream sequence. And his friendship with Superman was already established in his 2019 debut, which led to another faceless cameo. And there was a short clip of the Flash. Speaking of faceless cameos, they showed Flash from the back. Because, you know, Ezra Miller's been in a little bit of trouble lately. Yeah. DC. Well, I think it was just shot from another movie because he was just talking about yeah, how a right. how a hero already wears a red suit with a lightning bolt on it. 
<laughs> it's very true. Mm. Not that creative. But what was interesting is it was the Snyderverse Justice League. Like, who knows what the, what the hell's going on at DC anymore? But it showed Ben Affleck's Batman and Aquaman and uh, Ezra Miller's Flash. Like, so okay. it doesn't seem like they're distancing themselves too much from the Snyderverse. So I was going to ask about that because I actually I didn't watch the trailer. Sorry. Um, but yeah, because we don't even know who's like, we don't even know if Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman. We don't know what's going on in the DC universe with that stuff. So. Uh, and there was reports that, there was rumors that he was going to show up at Comic-Con for the DC panel and everyone was losing their minds about it. But obviously he wasn't there. So, yeah, I heard those rumors, too. But and Dwayne The Rock. Johnson keeps saying stuff about how Black Adam would whoop Superman's ass. <laughs> really? He got booed. Yeah, after when he, he said, said that, he said it depends on who's playing Superman or something like that. And then everybody just started booing. From yeah. what I understand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's DC. Dave, you got uh, anything on Shazam? Not so much on Shazam. Uh, I mean, the first movie was cool. It wasn't bad. Um, I enjoyed it. I like Zach Levi, but yeah, I don't really have any expectations. I'm way more excited about Black Adam, uh, but not a lot to say about Shazam right now. Well, let's move on to JD. Were you going to say something? No, <laughs> You're no, no, no. Oh, okay. no, I'm not a big Shazam fan. I don't have a lot to say about it. Not that excited about the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, well, I did notice there seemed like there was some, some kind of old lady villain. Which, I don't know, that doesn't seem great, but it's better than a worm, which is what was hinted towards at the end credit scene of Shazam 1, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot what the name of that villain was, but yeah, he's an inchworm, Mr. Mind or something. That's not the name. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> if something. you pick a, an old lady villain or a worm, uh, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> I'd much rather like a Black Adam villain be there, but um, one other thing is one shot showed him flying through a city that was all shifting around like a Doctor Strange kind of style. Yeah. So I wonder it. if that has anything to do with the Flashpoint thing coming up because they're also messing with the multiverse in DC probably to reboot the whole thing because it was not successful. Right. Could be a Doctor Fate thing because we know Doctor Fate will be in uh, Black Adam and he's pretty much the DC's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Black Adam for a second. There was another new trailer and we got a, an appearance from Black Adam himself, Dwayne Johnson. Now, he did have a quote saying, the goal of Black Adam is to, quote, usher in a new era in the DC universe. Much needed. Okay. And Viola Davis, as Amanda Waller, was confirmed to be in the movie. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's super one, confusing, but I like her. The one piece of continuity right. that's keeping the DCEU alive. <laughs> Right, I was gonna say she's in both <laughs> Suicide Squads. Um, Peacemaker, so. is she in? Oh yeah, yeah, she's in the actual. A couple show. little scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm confused because I, at Comic Con they confirmed that the Snyderverse is not being expanded on. So let's like they're not going to do his um, stories, I guess, like all the stuff he hinted in at the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I guess they're not going to do that, but they're still keeping right. some of the characters. So I don't know. I don't know how they're differentiating between the Snyderverse and the characters that he included in his Snyderverse. Like obviously the characters are still there. So the whole thing is just super confusing. Yeah, bro. I don't think they know either. I think like Lub said, the flashpoint paradox, they're just going to use it to reset a bunch of stuff and combine some stuff and fix into whatever universe they're trying to get to at that point. But 
it's a yeah, mess. Yeah, but then they probably had plans for Ezra Miller, but those are now getting tossed out the right. window. Like they have so nothing. Their, their restart mm. project just got restarted, possibly. <laughs> so it's like, exactly. yeah, who knows, man? Um, that's interesting, though. Um, there's a lot of people popping up in this Black Adam movie. Um, Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye, Hawkman. Uh, he's showing up. I forget the name of the guy playing him, but he's a good actor. I want to say it's like Aldous. Ah, oh, man, I forgot his name. Sorry. He's, a, he's a good Huxley, actor, though. The author of there it Perception. Is. It's actually uh, Aldous Dumbledore. Um, but did you see joke, that shot but... with him, with Hawkman approaching uh, Black Adam? He just blasts him with some thunder and sends him flying. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that looked cool. Uh, Dr. Fate, Aldous Hodge is Hawkman's name. I was yeah. right there. Um, but yeah, we got Dr. Dr. Fate coming in, Pierce Brosnan, which... I got to say the visuals and like the VFX of him looked great. Like the trailer, yeah. it looked so clean and didn't look fake or goofy at all. So that was pretty encouraging. Um, and we got Adam, the Adam or whatever. Yep. Yep. The Adam. Um, yeah. He's Understand. running around giant size, running down through the city. Um, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of really cool. This movie looks like, you know, it's DC it is the rock. So it, there's never a 0% chance that the movie is going to be a corny bomb, but it has a lot of potential and I wouldn't be shocked if it actually ended up being one of the better DC movies that's ever came out. So well, the rock, the, might, yeah. the rock might be cliche and corny like often, but he's at the same time, he's always fun to watch. It's weird. Yeah, he is entertaining. Um, I just, I wouldn't want him in Marvel, but this would be the only character this like fits him perfectly. And he's always wanted to play black Adam. So this would be the one character where I'd be like, all right, let's throw, let's throw the rock in, I guess. And we'll see what happens, but he is entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. This could be one of his best roles. Honestly, the bar isn't that high. So, well, and he's put a ton of excitement into it. He's shown a ton of enthusiasm that shows he wants to do the character. Right. And he's saying how it's like, even in the trailer, he's like, I'll kill people. I know heroes don't kill people, but I'll be killing people. And in yeah. general, on social media, Dwayne Johnson has showed a lot of excitement. So, yeah, I, uh, no, yeah, I'm always a good sign. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that about wraps it up for DC. We didn't get uh, any Flash or Aquaman two news, but I think Dave does have one more thing for us. Yeah, so just regarding DC before we hop off that train wreck of a franchise, um, they do have a couple things coming out in categories in which they're good. Um, so DC has always been the front runners when it comes to animated movies. Um, I never really got into them much until a few years ago, especially when I got COVID a couple years ago. I think I watched like half of the HBO uh, DC animated movies on there. And dude, yeah, there's some corny ones for sure, and they're mainly aimed at kids but there's some that are definitely not aimed at kids they're like i think tvma or rated r movies and they're pretty oh, they're yeah. pretty good man like they're pretty good animated movies um, a bunch of them are rated r dude okay yeah i was gonna say some of them they started getting brutal i was like oh, oh man, yeah these are not the these this isn't the tv 14 stuff i was watching last movie that that was gnarly <laughs> um yeah so, so they always have great or at least good animated movies and they always have great comics so they have a DC animated movie coming out called Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. I don't know anything about it, but again, their Batman animated movies are usually pretty good. The most recent ones they just came out with the long Halloween part one and part two. I really enjoyed. I thought it was done really well. Um, and then they have another animated movie called justice league war world, which I imagine has something to do with the comic run. Um, but again, I don't really know anything about it, 
but they both have potential. But the other interesting one, so there is a Riddler comic series coming out. It is a year one edition, so it kind of shown the origin and everything of Riddler. It's a six-issue, bi-monthly run, and it's written by Paul Dano, the guy who acted and portrayed the Riddler in the most uh, in the most recent Batman movie. So he's actually writing it. Um, so it's obviously going to be based on the Riddler that we got in the movie, the Batman. So it's interesting. It's interesting. You don't really see the actor portraying the character, write their own comic book. So he's obviously very into it. Um, that could be cool. Another thing we got is a confirmation that there's going to be a spawn and Batman crossover in the comics. <laughs> oh my gosh. Spawn. Super I forgot weird. about him. Yeah. Spawn is like, his comics are kind of weird, but he's a cool character. It's one of those weird situations, but like spawn and Batman have a lot of similarities as characters. So it's one of those things that are, it's going to, it feels weird, but it'll probably be kind of fun to read, but at the same time, it'll probably be pretty out there, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, if it's spawn, it's going to be out there. So, but yeah, that could be cool. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of why so Sidious. follow us on Instagram and Twitter at why so Sidious pod. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) There will be conquering.